Yvonne Boy coming to you from Dunbar Township. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. That was Brother Darren Haller and his wife, Jill, uh, singing a song that she wrote, I've Got My Mind on Going Home. We're going to have a song now from Brother Robert Jones. Brother Jones is going to be singing, Redemption Draweth Nigh. coming on since I first heard it told how that Jesus would come again someday and back then it seemed so real I just can't help but feel how much closer is coming is today Wars and skies on every hand And violence in our land Still some people are That he's coming 
Right, we're going to go into a service now where I was doing some teaching in the, here some time ago on how the tares will grow up with the wheat, what God's going to do at harvest time, and uh, very interesting, so stay tuned. Bible answers here that John the Baptist was the Elijah that was to come, or the messenger that was to come. Now when Jesus said, a prophet, yea, more than a prophet. Now, how can that be? What's that? John was a spatial prophet. Now, what was he more than a prophet? He was the messenger or an angel, if you please. Now, not the type of angel, the spiritual being. Now, I'm not talking about that. But in this instance, the Word of God's talking of him as an angel here on earth, a messenger. A messenger. Jesus was also an angel. He was a messenger. Now, if you don't believe that, we go over to the book of Revelation and we find something that, uh, again, people pass over these things, but the Word of God is right all the time, and sometimes we're wrong. All right, we go over here to the book of Revelations again. Let me uh, uh, get the chapter and verse. I believe it's the seventh chapter, if I remember right. And let's go over there to Revelations, the seventh chapter. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, and that the wind should not blow uh, on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel. Now, he saw four angels, all right? I believe those was heavenly creatures of some type, spiritual beings. Then he said, I saw another angel. I saw the four, then I saw another angel. Let's look at the other angel. And uh, he was ascending from the east. Not coming down, this angel's going up. This angel's going up from the east. All right? And whenever this angel goes up, the Bible says, Having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. He said, Don't you hurt the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed. Got a job to do. Till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads and then you hear the number that is sealed i want you to notice four angels then another angel but this angel's not coming down this angel is going up this angel that's going up has the seal of the living god and he's got it with him and he tells all these others, he said now don't you do nothing until i get done with my job and uh, Jesus made this statement, and we can prove by the Word of God over in the book of Ephesians and other places that the seal of our God in this dispensation and generation, or dispensation I mean, the seal of our God is the Holy Ghost. The Bible said you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. Now, the one that had that seal was Jesus Christ himself. The Bible said, uh, he let us know, he told his disciples, he said, now, I have to go away. If I don't go away, the comforter can't come. But if I do go away, I will send him unto you. So the day that the disciples went out of Jerusalem and stood there and watched him go up, he went up from the east. That's where he went up at. And when he went up, he had something with him that he had to send back. And that was the seal of the living God, or our experience that we call the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And he said, I have to go up. I've got to go. I've got to go away. 
Now, if I go away, then the comforter will come. And he made another statement. He said, I'm with you right now, but I shall be in you. See? And the only way that he could work that out, what, another place he said in the Word of God, in the book of Luke, he said the things, he was talking about this fleshly temple, he said the things concerning me have an end. Have an end. But yet we know that God is eternal. All right. What did he mean? He was talking about the sonship, the flesh, that body. It had to come to an end. He had to go away. Then he could send back that spirit because after all, do you know that all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him? And if all the fullness was in him, he had none left to give to somebody else. Huh? That's why when you read the Word of God, you'll never find any place in the New Testament once Jesus came and was baptized by John. That phenomenon took place. They saw that uh, dove come down. And Jesus then was led. In one place it said led. In the other place it said drove. By the Spirit into the wilderness. You won't find no example where anybody received the Holy Ghost from that point on. Until after Jesus went away and sent it back. Right, now before amen. that point, yeah. Elizabeth, John the Baptist, right, Zechariah. And in the Old Testament we know that David said, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Why? They had the Holy Ghost, but differently than you and I. Now, same Holy Ghost, but they was anointed of God for a purpose by that Spirit. Now we are born again by that Spirit. That's the difference. Well, Jesus said, uh, after he got the, the, uh, the, his ministry started, we know that from that point on, you can't find it. Oh, no, you can't find it. Nobody received uh, anything because, after all, John said he didn't receive the Spirit by measure, like all the rest of us. He said the, he, he received the fullness. So the fullness of the Godhead bodily was in Jesus Christ. Uh, he walked around. Now, when he sent his disciples out, he said, you... I cleanse the leper, you heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, all these different things. Why, why, how did it happen? He, he caused it to happen. He spoke the word, gave them the authority, and all these spirits from sicknesses and everything else, whenever one of those disciples spoke, they were speaking in his behalf, and it had to happen. But it wasn't because they had the Holy Ghost at that time. They didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. And uh, that's why Peter had a struggle. Jesus said to Peter at one point, he said, Peter, after that you're converted. Now, Peter had been following him. Oh, all this time, this ministry, right there, you know, just right there, do his bidding, whatever. And yet he turns around, he said, after you're converted, you strengthen the brother. Well, he wasn't converted yet. Why? Because he didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. He didn't have the Spirit of God manifested in his life. Then you go to the seventh chapter of the book of John, and you'll find Jesus makes that statement there. He that believeth on me, as the Scriptures has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit, that they which would believe upon him should receive. Huh? Then he went on to say, for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost was not yet given, for he was not yet glorified. So he had to go back to glory. He had to be glorified. Then send back the Spirit at a later date, which he did on the day of Pentecost. So he leaves the east, and the Bible calls him an angel right here. The Bible said, I saw another angel, not those four, not those heavenly spiritual beings, but another angel, and that was the messenger. He yeah. saw the messenger going back to heaven, and it was the same messenger that had come down before, because the Bible lets us know, 
Amen. That there's nothing going up but he that come down. Amen. So he was the messenger that God had sent. John the Baptist was the messenger or angel. Now, we go back to this parable in the 13th chapter here of the book of Matthew. And uh, get this now. He's going to send at the time of harvest. He's going to send the reapers. Who are the reapers, Lord? The reapers are angels. And I believe in this end time. I believe this with all my heart. It's not going to just take any little old preacher to get the job done today. Hmm? Somebody maybe that went to a seminary, got a little education, and studied some history, and knows some fancy words, can't get this job done today. The only ones that's going to get this job done today is the angels. What does he mean by that? It's going to take a messenger sent from God. A messenger sent from God. The Apostle Paul was that type of a preacher. Do you know that? He was a messenger sent from God. Yes, he was. He was an angel. And many and we read about in the Word of God. I believe in this end time that God is going to raise up a ministry like that. We find back in the book of Zechariah, if you want to go back and check it, I think it's the 14th chapter. And it says back there that, uh, that talking about the evening time, that's where we're at, down here at the end. He said, at the evening time, there shall be light. Amen. Shall be light in the evening time. Yes. I want you to think about that for just a little bit. All right, right out there right now. This is evening time right now. Uh, you step outside and it's getting dark right now. Why? Because the sun, the natural light of the day has went down. But I'm going to guarantee you one thing. If all of a sudden we had all our attention would be a call, a call to the outside for just a minute. And all of a sudden it would light up just like uh, it was noontime. And we'd be looking and looking what has caused it to light up. And we'd be looking for the natural sun. Something's going up out. Something's wrong. Look how bright it is outside. And the sun already went down a couple hours ago. This is evening time. Where's this light coming from? Right. We would probably, without any uh, argument, everybody here would be saying, there's something uh, not natural about this. And we would be ready to believe that this light that we're seeing was different. It was supernatural. Huh? Wouldn't we? I mean, how else could you explain it? So in this evening time, now the Bible giving us this example said, in the evening time there shall be light. Why did he call it evening time? That was right down at the end. And God is going to send forth a light in this evening time. Just like he did back there in the book of Genesis whenever he spoke and uh, there was darkness upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved uh, upon the waters. God said, let there be light. The first thing he said, let there be light. And there was light. He wasn't talking about the sun and he wasn't talking about the moon. He was talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe in the evening time, God's going to raise up some angels, messengers, if you please. And those messengers are going to come from God, ordained of God, sent by God, amen. And they're going to bring the true light, amen, uh, will shine again in the evening time just like it did in the days of the apostles. I believe that this is what the Bible speaks about whenever he said that, I believe it's in the book of Joel, he said he was going to give us the former rain and the latter rain in the same season or same month. And I believe we'll have what the apostles had, amen, plus, amen, what God wants us to understand for this last hour. Now, what about these tares? All right, these tares was planted by the wicked one. Where were they? Right in amongst the wheat. And now we're living in an hour, I believe this is evening time, I believe it's time for the Lord to come very soon. 
And he said that what the first thing he was going to do is send forth those angels. I don't believe he really meant that they're going to drop out of the sky, a spiritual being with a, a sickle just like people figure. But I believe that God is going to ascend them, and God's going to anoint them from heaven, and God's going to give them revelation from heaven, and God's going to give them all heaven to back them up. Amen. I believe we are going to have spiritual beings, uh, amen, on our side. Amen. To back us up, be right in the service with us, be right in the ministry with us. Amen. And we've got a job to do. And the first thing we're going to do when we begin to preach this word of God without fear and without favor and get in here and find out what Jesus was really talking about, the first thing, somebody's going to get offended and somebody's going to get up and somebody's going to go. Amen. We've been seeing that happening and they're going to go out and they'll find some place that pleases them. There'll be a little bundle over here and there'll be a little bundle over there and there'll be a little bundle someplace else uh, amen because they can't stand to sit under uh, the power and the fire of the preaching of the word of god amen the way that god has ordained it and the reason they can't is the seed in them the way that it was sown uh, amen it's the seed of the wicked one and not of god now somebody will say oh that, that's pretty tough now uh you know they 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 really can't come and be part of us I'm just telling you what this book said. All right. All right. Here was the good seed planted, and here the enemy come and plants his seed right among them. And uh, uh, Jesus, the, the owner said, let, let them grow together until the time of harvest. He said, but I will have a separating day. And I believe with all my heart, brother and sister, that separation day has to come before Jesus comes. And I believe that that's what this is all about. Many years ago, I think it's been over 20 years ago, 20-some years ago, that God gave me that song. Truth will separate. And I didn't, didn't know why. He just gave it to me. I sat down and wrote the words down. They just come to me. And truth will separate the goats from the sheep. Truth will separate the tares from the wheat. Truth will separate the darkness from the light. And why did he give me that song? Because I believe he was beginning to deal with my soul at that time. This is the hour. The truth has to be preached and the truth itself is going to separate. That song made some preachers mad. I remember one preacher grabbed me one time out in Ohio. I had sung the song and he caught me after service. He said, Brother Boyd, I don't agree with that at all. And I said, well, why not? He said, truth don't separate. He said, truth brings us together. Truth brings us together. Well, all through this book, Jesus Christ spoke truth. I mean to tell you, when he was here, could you say that he spoke something else? I mean, what he spoke was the truth. All right? And he told him the truth will make you free. All right? And uh, he said that uh, also with the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. But would we deny the fact that day after day, if he preached in their streets, there would be a few that would come to him. There would be a few, just like uh, Andrew and Peter and some of them, they came and said, uh, Master, you know, where do you live? They, they wanted to know where he lived. And he said, uh, why? He said, come and see. And then he told them later, he said, the foxes have their holes and the birds of the air have their nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Amen. But they still followed him. And he come by Matthew, and Matthew was sitting at the receipt of custom. Probably had a good job making good money. And Jesus just looked over at him, just said, come on, follow me. And we read in the book where Matthew just left his job and began to follow Jesus. So it's just something about that. He come by a seashore and there were some fishermen. And he said, come on, follow me. They just dropped their nets and began to follow him. So I'll make you fishers of men. Now there was something that was drawing them. 
But those others that he preached to in the streets day after day, Pharisees, Sadducees, and did they follow him? No. The only way they followed him, they tried to find something that they could trick him up, some way that they could dim him. They rejected everything he had to say, missed everything. And what do you even do? A miracle. I've heard people say, boy, all we need, if we start seeing some notable miracles, then people will come. No, not everybody's going to come. I'm going to tell you that right now. Why? Whenever he did notable miracles among them, there was always somebody taking counsel, let's kill him. Uh, something. This, uh, why, he's casting out the devil by the spirit of devils. And, and on and on. Rejection. And he never did nothing but good for the people. The Bible said he was anointed of the Holy Ghost. He went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed by the devil. Well, they still rejected and found fault. And I'm telling you, in this day and time, it's going to be the same thing. But there will be a seed like Matthew. There will be a seed like those fishermen. There will be a seed uh, like Philip. And there will be a seed like Nathan. Oh, hallelujah. There will be a seed back in uh, Psalms 22 and verse 30. It says it like this. A seed shall serve him, and it shall be accounted unto him as a generation. Hallelujah. I'm glad there will be a seed that will serve him. But we are in a time of separation. That's why I don't get excited no more. People come, people go. I know one thing, that that seed of God, whenever it hears the truth, amen, it's just going to be like those disciples. Amen. Jesus said to them one time, when a whole multitude left him, he said, are you going to go also? They said, where can we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. They didn't have no place else to go. That's the way with the seed of God. Has no place else to go. Amen. But to the truth. Because nothing else will satisfy but the truth. All right. Well. Now, some people say, Brother Boyd, I think you're off there. Uh, you tell us, saying, preacher's going to preach and, and people's going to be bound together? Bundles? Well, I'm only giving you what Jesus gave his disciples. He called his disciples together one time and he made this statement. He said, Whatever you bind on earth, yes. huh? he said, I'm going to bind it in heaven. Right. Whatever you lose, that's yes. what I'm going to lose. And I believe it's going to take the messengers of God, yes. preaching the word of God. It's going to cause certain groups to bind together yes. against the truth. Amen. They're going to bind together against the truth. I remember in the word of God where a group of men bound together with an oath against the apostle Paul. And they was going to kill him. They wasn't going to eat till they killed him. I reckon they're still pretty hungry today because I don't read whether they ever got to kill him. Huh? Not, not that group. And uh, so uh, we find that they bound together though. And that, you know, people will bind together against the truth. Did you know that? Oh, yes, they will. Amen. And what causes them to bind together is the truth. Somebody speaking the truth, refusing to back up, refusing to change, but staying right with the Word of God. Amen. And refusing to preach anything else or compromise with anything. And that'll make people, they'll say, well, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what he says. And I've even uh, dealt with people and say, well, that's what it said right there in the Bible. And they said, well, I, I, I can't help it. I don't care. That's not the way I see it. Don't care what the Word says. That's not the way. And Peter spoke about it, wrote about it. Paul, he, Paul said they're ever learning. There's going to be people like that. Never, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And Peter said they are disobedient. They, they stumble at the Word. 
being disobedient, he said. And uh, we find that today. And there's many warnings in the Word of God. I don't have the time to deal with every one of them. But God's sending forth His messengers. They're preaching the Word of God. There's a separation today, a great separation today. And uh, not everything that says, Lord, Lord, that is going to enter into the kingdom. And Jesus said there'll be many. They're going to come up to Him. And they're going to say, many wonderful things we did in Your name. And they're going to begin to tell them what they did. And uh, how they even cast out devils. Used his name. He's going to say, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Amen. That's right in the Bible, 7th chapter of Matthew. Then you go yeah. over to uh, uh, Timothy. I think it's Second uh, uh, Timothy 2.19. And uh, the Apostle Paul writes and said, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth how? Sure, having this seal, the God knoweth them that are His. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Get away from that other spirit. Now let me get take you just a little bit deeper. Right. Now, how did they get in the field? That field is the kingdom. How did they get in the kingdom? Wow, now we're dealing with something. We preach and teach according to the authority of the Word of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you have to be born again of the water and of the Spirit, or you cannot see nor enter the kingdom. Is that right? Almost got a contradiction here. I mean, it seems like got a contradiction here. And yet, on the other hand, he called it the kingdom. He's going to send forth these angels together out of his kingdom, all that offend. All right? Now we see some Brother Pace mentioned this last week, and, and uh, he was right on. Because uh, I have been teaching about how that the spirit or the kingdom is in us. And the reason I say it is a lot of scripture for that. Plus over in uh, Romans 14 verse 17, it says what the kingdom is. It's righteousness, it's joy, it's peace in the Holy Ghost. And now where's the Holy Ghost? In us. All right. Now, can we be in the kingdom then if the kingdom's in us? Yes, we can. Now let's go to the word of God and prove it. We find over in the book of Revelation again. We go to that first chapter, and uh, it's the first and second chapter, third chapter, you read about the church ages. Well, there's a statement there. John, the Bible said that John was in the king, uh, was in the spirit, all right, in the kingdom, if you please, all right, because his kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. And he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. All right. Now, could any of us deny that the... Well, see how time slipped away again. Stay tuned. Next week, same time, same station, as we bring you the Apostles and Prophet Ministry. Thank you. And you've been listening to the Apostles.